This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and my guest today is psychologist Dr. Charnel Miles. She's an expert on mental and behavioral health in our young people. And certainly as the school year ends, Dr. Miles, and our kids are coming out of out of this, this year that they probably don't have the words to describe, this is going to be a very important summer for them, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this past year um, has taken everyone by surprise, um, but more so our teens. And as a community, um, we really had to quickly think about how we are going to support our teens. Um, there are some places that we did an amazing job, but there are also some places that I believe we fell a little short because no one was, you know, who would have thought we were on our way into a pandemic? And so throughout the year, there's been a lot of lessons learned specifically around how to support teens. Um, our teens have been really asking for help. And sometimes they have not, that hasn't been verbally. Um, we've been seeing it through their behavior. And so right now, as we embark on another summer, there's another change coming about. Teens are getting out but they are still dealing with some of the same issues. So depression, anxiety, we're seeing teens who um, are dealing with some self-injurious behaviors, uh, teens who are trying to navigate a lot of the issues that their families are going through. So our teens need us now more than ever. Everyone, Dr. Miles is a licensed psychotherapist and certified clinical trauma professional specializing in the treatment of complex trauma. Now, her dedication to serving kids, youth, adults, more than 20 years, focusing on utilizing trauma-informed services to treat things such as sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic minor sex trafficking, and community-based trauma. Dr. Miles, a pandemic definitely meets the criteria for community-based trauma, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It also meets the criteria for complex trauma. And again, for many adults, even for many children, they were dealing with issues of community-based trauma even before the pandemic happened. And for most kids, most families, they had not resolved some of those traumas that they experienced. And so the pandemic has, again, placed another layer of trauma in many of the lives of our youth. Um, and so it definitely does meet the criteria. And we have to be creative in how we are addressing, uh, addressing these issues. And that's one of the things that we're doing here at Embark at Atlanta North. And so we are a, a trauma-informed center that provides intensive outpatient and partial hospitalization services not only treating the child, but we are opening our doors to the families. This has to be family work uh, because we know what it impacts the child also impacts the family. What are our children not saying to us? And what are some of the signs that parents should be looking for 
in their kids that indicate some sort of a struggle? Yeah. And so typically what we see is for our children, they don't communicate um, like adults. And what I mean by that is oftentimes when they are struggling, when they are dealing with issues such as depression, anxiety, PTSD, we see it play out in their behavior. And so we may see children who are withdrawing. We may see children or teens who are beginning to fail in school, who don't find pleasure in activities that they historically found pleasure in, um, acting out, being more aggressive, sleeping more or sleeping less, eating more or eating less, uh, being tearful. And so those are signs that parents should be on the lookout for. It's a beautiful day on the day that we're talking and many summer camps are reopening finally and available to provide services to kids. Is that an option that parents should consider? It is, you know, we have to be creative in how we get our kids back to doing what comes natural to them, what feels good to them. And for the most part, for a teenager, they want to be amongst their peers. And so, you know, definitely continue to social distance. Uh, for some teens, they are now getting the, or receiving the vaccination. Um, however, there are different clinics such as Embark at Atlanta North where we are even offering uh, what we call our BHAG groups. And the BHAG stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And that is to decrease the high rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide from all-time highs to all-time lows by 2028. And we want to be, we are a leader in doing this work. And so we invite parents in. Our groups are very small, anywhere from six to eight kids or teens at a time. Um, they get to be amongst their peers, but they also get to enjoy some experiential work. Again, that work that is addressing their therapeutic need, but also doing things hands-on interventions that feel good to them, that feel natural to them, um, such as trauma-informed yoga, music therapy, art therapy, and even equine therapy. Can you go into a little bit more detail for our listeners? What is, mm -hmm. I think we've seen sometimes on news equine therapy, but what is meant by yoga therapy, art therapy, music therapy? How does that help a young person? Absolutely. So with those type of experiential therapies, um, one of the things that we hope to increase is a sense of mindfulness um, in our youth. And we know that with mindfulness, that helps our youth and adults to just cope better. It helps them to slow down, get in the minute, and just cope better. Um, and these are things that we want them to be used to doing even outside of, of the clinic. Um, with art therapy, it's a way that they are expressing themselves therapeutically. Um, again, it also uh, adds in that uh, ability to learn coping skills, how to utilize coping skills, and how to uh, use distress tolerance skills. More so with equine therapy, which is really, really exciting. 
they get to do therapy with horses. And so for equine therapy, uh, we do have a trauma-informed curriculum. And so they are learning, number one, that it is okay. It's okay to build a trusting relationship. It is okay to address what you may be fearful of. Um, you know, you're dealing with this huge animal <laughs> who, who is so much more powerful than, than a human. However, there's such a special connection that's made um, and the horses respond, I say it's, it's magical. Um, they respond magically to um, children and they are really learning the stress tolerance skills. They are learning uh, different coping skills as well as how to manage a lot of the um, unwanted feelings and emotions that they've been dealing with uh, over time. Dr. Miles, are there any differences in a young person's ability to cope and develop those skills when it comes to culture and children of color? You know, so it is. There has historically been a stigma around mental health, and that is what we need to continue knocking down. We have to get rid of this stigma that, you know, if you are of a certain culture, that if you, um, let's say, are experiencing feelings of depression, that you're quote-unquote crazy or something is wrong with you. That's not true. And I tell people all the time, especially within our community, that, you know, if you stub your toe or if your arm is hurting, if you have a headache and you go to the doctor, it's the same thing with our mental health. We are holistic beings. And so we have to take a holistic approach to how we are living and taking care of ourselves. So it's all about knocking down the culture. And um, in our clinic with uh, Embark, we have therapists that come from um, all races, all cultures. And so sometimes it is very helpful, you know, for a child to sit across from a therapist who looks like him or her. Um, and so it is, you know, the, the biggest thing is just that we have to get away with the stigma that if you need mental health support, that something's wrong with you. Is that a positive outcome of our having gone through this pandemic, the attention that we are paying to our own mental health? It is. It is. You know, there was a study um, that recently came out um, that looked at the mental health of our frontline providers. And so our physicians, our emergency room staff, uh, clinicians. And you know, as a result of this pandemic, we know that most people, regardless of your, um, your race, your culture, your status, your, your job, most people require or really can benefit from mental health support. If a parent is observing concerning behavior in their child, top one or two things that they should begin to do. Yeah, so the first thing is listen. Listen, oftentimes when we sit in front of children, the first thing, one of the first things they will say is, my parent doesn't listen. Um, my parent isn't available 
my parent isn't there. And so I wanna urge parents to listen and to provide a safe, caring, supportive uh, environment for your child to feel comfortable in coming to tell them, hey, something's wrong with me. And then the second thing is, I want parents to know that it is okay to pick up the phone and call a professional. We are here, uh, we are trained to do this work. Uh, we love kids coming into the center. And so, there is a professional available um, and waiting to support you as a family. So listening and then reaching out for help. I wanted to ask this. Young people have received mixed messages during the pandemic about the safety of going out and wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And depend, it depends on where you are, whether or not wearing a mask is encouraged or not required at all. Mm -hmm. What do parents need to talk to their kids about when it comes to mask on, mask off? Yeah. And so parents should really um, talk to their kids about the guidance of wearing a mask, right? And really asking their child, you know, what do you feel comfortable in doing? Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, because number one, you want your child to be heard. But also, too, parents really have to make that decision sometimes for their children to say, hey, you know, you're not vaccinated. This is the reality of COVID. These are the reasons why we should wear a mask. And for, you know, for our family, we want to continue being safe. And this is how we do so. And I'm happy you asked that question um, because I can't tell you how many kids we've actually had come into our clinic to deal with the anxieties around COVID and their fear of uh, contracting COVID. And so this it's a reality for our kids the same way it is for adults. And for most kids, they still want to wear masks. Some don't want to wear masks but it's important to have that conversation um, of best practice and safety with children. How do you have that conversation when as adults, we know that the situation with masks has become more political than healthcare and how much do the kids yeah. need to know? Yeah. And so you have to be careful about how much we are exposing our children to. Again, they develop anxiety. They can also develop PTSD around COVID. Um, and so you definitely want to be careful about how much you're exposing them to. And I think the important piece is for the adults in the home to be on the same page and then uh, educate the child about where they are as a family and create a family plan. Uh, when COVID first happened, you know, I had a lot of families and professionals to reach out to say, hey, this is going on. I mean, there's just so much uncertainty. What do we do? And my biggest piece of advice was to do it as a family, make a plan as a family. So anything from hand washing to um, who, you know, you're going to invite over into your home, what you're going to do outside the home or inside the home, and definitely how and when you would wear a mask. And what I found is when you do it as a family, 
when you take the scary part out of it for children, they respond well. They really do. My guest is Dr. Charnel Miles, a licensed psychotherapist and certified clinical trauma professional specializing in the treatment of complex trauma. We're talking about how school is out, summer is beginning, children or teens have a little more freedom to be out and about like they're used to, and yet we're still not 100% out of this pandemic. Dr. Miles, talk to our listeners about the differences in how depression manifests in a young person versus how anxiety manifests in a young person. Yeah. And so oftentimes with depression and anxiety, we see those two um, disorders co-occurring oftentimes. And so with anxiety, um, there is oftentimes a fear of a known issue or object. And sometimes there is that fear of something unknown. Um, It can also be, you know, a generalized anxiety in that um, a child may just be anxious about mostly everything that's going on in their life. And so oftentimes, you know, people will say, well, avoid whatever that thing is that they're anxious about. That's actually going to sometimes or oftentimes increase the amount of anxiety that a a teen or a younger child um, experiences. And so what we do is um, really develop a systematic way to confront whatever that issue is that's causing that anxiety in order to uh, decrease the anxiety over time. And so with depression, that's a little different. You know, oftentimes you may see a teen who's sad, who's withdrawing, who um, sometimes you'll hear them say, I just kind of feel down, but they don't know exactly what they feel down about. Um, Oftentimes that's uh, the symptoms or uh, the reports that we get from a teen who's experiencing depression. And so, you know, we want to get in there and work with that teen again on distress tolerance, um, dealing with whatever the issue is that's causing the depression, whether it's communication, relationships, Um, other types of issues. It could be bullying. Uh, It could be school-related problems. And so with both anxiety and depression, the main thing is working with not only the teen, but also the family and developing a plan to address that issue. Sometimes medication is required. And so Edinburgh at Atlanta North, we also have a psychiatrist who's on staff, uh, as well as a nurse who's a part of our clinical team. And so there are instances where a teen who's uh, dealing with issues of anxiety, depression, um, may need medication management. And so we have our medical staff here who's also able to address those issues. Are you familiar with the concept of languishing when it deals with our kids? There was an article in the New York Times recently that said a, a, a teen may be somewhere between anxiety and depression, but they're not in either of those spaces. They're just sort of, as you decide, lethargic and kind of languishing in the middle. Yes. 
Absolutely. And, and again, that goes back to my comment that oftentimes we see depression and anxiety co-occurring. Um, oftentimes the, the issue that precipitates both anxiety and depression um, can lead to, to either or or both. And so uh, for many of our teens, you know, they speak about just being in this place where they feel different. Um, they don't have extreme feelings of depression. They don't have extreme feelings of anxiety. However, they're experiencing enough of both to know that something is different, something is off, and that they need support. Parents listening and thinking, I have a child who might be experiencing something that you've discussed in this time. What are their next steps and what more do you want our listeners to know today? Right. And so for a parent who um, has a child who may be experiencing this, again, I want you to stop for a minute and listen to your child. Listen to your child. The statistics are very clear. When we don't listen to teens who are experiencing mental health difficulties, and unfortunately, sometimes they result in suicide attempts or even suicide. And so, you know, just a few statistics related to that. One in 12 teens actually attempt suicide. Even for our high schoolers, one in six high school students seriously consider suicide, which is the second lead of death, excuse me, leading cause of death for uh, teens and young adults ages 10 to 24. And so I want parents to take mental health seriously. I want them to know that we, um, and Embark is just one of, of many companies, but we are doing things a little different uh, here at Embark. And so we are available. They can always pick up the phone and call us directly. Um, our number is 1-866-485-1986. One nine eight three. They can also call me directly at 404-496-3829 and even visit us on the web, which is www.embarkbh.com. So we have to get serious about mental health. This next um, several months, you know, the summer and then going back to school, uh, we are still going to be dealing with this transition, especially with schools opening back up. And so there are tons of teenagers, tons of younger kids who are fearful about returning to the classroom. This is the opportune time to work with your teen, develop a plan, uh, increase their ability to cope, and get them ready for, uh, for school next year. And I understand your organization is growing? We are. We need help. We need more licensed therapists. And so we have a job fair, a face-to-face -face job fair coming up on Saturday, June 5th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. here at our uh, Atlanta North uh, location, which is in Alpharetta. 
And so we are doing on the spot interviews. So anyone who holds a, a mental health license, even those who are uh, working towards licensure, we welcome them to come to our job fair. Again, that's from nine to two on Saturday, June 5th. Dr. Charnel Miles, licensed psychotherapist, thank you very much for your time. Lots of great information shared today. Thank you for having me. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condis Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.